Welcome back to another episode of Clash at the Round Table. I'm your host, Ro. And, oh man, got a lot, a lot, a lot of things going on. Man, so, man, first of all, let's go ahead and get into the NBA trade. Because I'm really, I'm going to be honest with you, I really wasn't going to try to cover it because I was going to talk about it with Boss on a different show. But I'm just going to skim through. You know, give you the logistics and stuff like that was, was what. And we're going to save the talk, the bulk of this talk for another part. So you're going to have to tune in to another part to actually see that, to actually get, you know, the opinion on it. And the reason why I want to do it like that is because, I mean, for one, I know Boston is a Miami, Miami Heat fan. And the Miami Heat organization, top-notch, you know, don't really have nothing really too much disrespectful to say to them until they play the Knicks. And, you know, everyone knows, should know how I feel about that. Like, I don't care if I like a certain player on that team, hey, or, you know, say, hey, you know, that organization is ran well. I'm still going to call y'all bums and all that stuff. You know, so, like, I know the Miami Heat fan, fan base is feeling some type of way right now. With, you know, because all signs was pointing to Damian Lillard going to them and stuff like that. Well, he got traded today. Well, depending on whenever you hear this, he got traded September 27th, 2003. You know, depending on whenever you hear this. So, didn't get traded to, you know, (laughs) Miami. He got traded to the Bucks, and it was a part of three-team trades. So the Bucks they wound up getting Damian Lillard. The Blazers they received Drew Holiday, DeAndre Aiden, uh, Cameron, a 2029 unprotected first-round picks from the Bucks, unprotected pick from the Bucks, swap rights in 2028 and 2030. Ah, and the Suns they receive Norkic. Grayson Allen, Nurse Little, Keon Johnson. And honestly, and this is just from my opinion, um, because a lot of people, they've been, you know, texting, calling, and stuff like that, pretty much talking about this trade and stuff like that. So, like, I was, like, I told them, I was like, man, honestly, I do have an opinion on it. Um, Y'all just going to have to either wait to see, you know, an episode that we put out. Because I really want to save it, and I don't want to spoil it. Whereas, like, uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm not gonna look at it the way I need y'all to look at it and stuff like that, if that makes sense. But honestly, for me, I feel like the Suns won this trade because a lot of people, and the reason why I say the Suns won this trade because for one, I'm not saying. DeAndre Aiden is a bad center or anything like that, but what the Suns is trying to do, Aiden wasn't finna fix, wasn't wasn't really finna work into that. And then also when they went, when the Suns went and got um, Bill, they was trying to get rid of Aiden then, you know. And I w- I would say even before then they was trying to get rid of Aiden. So like it's been multiple times that. The Suns were trying to get rid of Aiden. You know, I don't know why they signed him. 
back last season over Dallas. They should just let him went to Dallas. That's just in my opinion. But hey, he's he stayed and they shipped his ass out. I think Nurkic is a, a upgrade if he could stay healthy. That's the biggest key. If he can stay healthy, it's a plus for the Suns. With Grayson Allen, even though like he's plays dirty, I don't care like how you want to put it, but he does play a little bit dirty. But all in all, he is a good defender. So what the Suns was missing in that um I want to say Bill trade, but I will say what they gave up in that KD trade last season, you know, was death on a bench. And it showed his ugly head when they played Denver. And Chris Paul got injured. You really seen they didn't have death. And if you want to win in any sport, whether it's Major League Baseball, um, soccer, uh, football, basketball. You, the teams that can not only hit you with the starters, but also can hit you with multitude of different players. You know, all right, man. Look, my first unit—they're not playing good. Let's go ahead and put my second unit in there, and they're dominating. Or you know, my first unit is kind of tired. Hey, let me put my second unit. They're just as good as my first unit. You know, so like you need that. And I feel like you need that type of depth when you're trying to win championships. And you could see that early on last season with the Suns that they did not have. So like, and I'm not saying that, hey, now they have depth, a good bit of depth, because like I haven't seen none of these guys play together as a collective unit. And that that is the case. And I take those people I would take people back to um when Philly had all this great talent, um, aka the dream team. And some of those players they did not play together. And I think that year they went six and something, you know, and it could even go as far as where teams didn't have depth, like Miami. Um, when they first formed a big three, every time you turn around, they was talking about, man, we need more depth. We need more depth. We need more depth. And, you know, slowly they got it. But at the same time, when they was making a run, they didn't have it when they needed it. I even throw uh, the Yankees out there at one point. Um, we didn't have depth at all. And this was coming out from, I would say, not the end of Derek Jeter and Alex Rodriguez era in New York where you didn't have pitching too funny. You We didn't have nothing far as New York goes to say, hey, we have death. And not only that, these are our future, what we're going to do and stuff like that. Because a lot of people, a lot of teams in general, they get sold on, hey, we get this one player, we're good to go. Or, hey... This is what we need to compete at an all-time high. And you see it all the time where some teams, they wait to build up their roster. They take decades and decades to build, hence like the Knicks. And don't get me wrong, I love the Knicks. But we 
<laughs> we was on the right path at one point before we got Carmelo. Then when we got Carmelo, we sold the farm. We sold the farm just to get him in. And that's no lie. You go go look. And that season, we did not have death at all. So when you look at it, you have teams that they will, like the Suns, they're doing it right now. You went out, got KD, lost death on that bench. You went out, got Drew. You well, Yeah, Drew. Well, Bradley Bill, I meant. Bradley Bill, you know, still didn't address the issue of, I need death on that team, death on my bench and stuff like that. And I feel like now they finally addressed that. You know, so like in this trade, I feel like the Suns won it. Now, Blazers, okay, of course you get Drew Holiday, but let's be honest, a lot of teams are, you know, getting in touch with the Blazers Teams like the 76ers, teams like the Celtics, teams like uh, Miami as well. Uh, and there's another team that's also trying to reach out to the Blazers. Right now, Drew Holiday is the, I wouldn't say the the Domino's pick, but, well, you know, the lottery pick or, or anything. But he's, he's covenant right now. A lot of teams want him. And rightfully so, he... Not saying that he's going to wow you with his scoring. Now, can he score? Yes, he can score. But at the same time, we all know that, hey, if I need an on-ball defender, give me Drew. Give me Drew Holiday. He's one of the best on-ball defenders. Now, I will say this. If I am the 76ers, I'm going after him. I cannot, and I mean I cannot, allow Miami or the Celtics to get him. Miami is already known for its defense. So you add a Drew Holiday in there, that team becomes even more scrappy. You add him to the Celtics. Keep in mind, they just lost. Well, I want to say lost. They traded away Marcus Smart. So bringing Drew Holiday in, and I'm not saying Drew Holiday is better than Marcus Smart, but at the same time, we got some cooking in Boston if he goes to Boston. So if I'm seven, if I'm the 76 as the Bucks have made a trade to go get Damian Lillard, Miami, they looking to stock up. <laughs> the Celtics is looking to stock up. And I'm like, hmm, what I'm going to do? I need, I need to do something. I need to make a move. And Drew Holiday might be that piece for them. Not saying he is. He might be. But I will make sure that Miami or the Celtics don't get him, just being honest. Now, with De- DeAndre Aiden, Blazers, they just drafted, you could say now, Damian Lillard's replacement. And I think that will be a good fit for him. You know, because he always complained about, like, yeah, I can, I can play offense. Or, ah. But, and, and I'm going to be real with you. Yeah, he could, he, I've seen his offense back, you know, but I'm not really too impressed with it. And not only that, but you still got to go against the Joker. And the Joker always body you. So, uh, yeah, I'm not really too impressed with that. Now, 
ultimately, like, if I had to say who came in second, I would say the Blazers. Now, the reason why I want to say the Bucks won this trade, because you lost a good chunk of your depth. Like, let's be for real. You lost Drew Holiday. You lost Grayson Allen. And that's just players that we know that is coming from, you know, off of the Bucks. You know, and I'm quite sure there's a lot more. Now, also, you lost some of your capital in the process. So, and word around town is Giannis might not sign. So, is this a move for y'all to say, hey, Giannis, we're trying to do everything we can to get you another championship? And if that's the case, all right, cool. But do you know for sure that he's going to stay? Damian Lillard, Dame time. His time is ticking down. He's what? Probably 31, 32. Probably a little bit older than that. Don't know. Don't really keep track of these guys' ages. But nonetheless, you got to keep in mind that, hey, <laughs> he's up there in age. So, realistically, how and, it, and there's no shots at him for people that's thinking I'm taking shots at Damian Lillard. There's no shots at him. You know, I do think he's a tremendous player. I do like him as a player. You know, but how, how long do you think he's going to be able to last? What's the chemistry like with, well, what this chemistry is going to be like with them? That's a question that, you know, is yet to be seen or yet to be answered. It will be answered soon, you know, because October, she's here. <laughs> Um, but that's all I got for the Damian Lillard talk in the trade that happened. You will hear more, you know, on another episode once me and Boss link up. You know, you'll you'll hear his take. You'll hear my take even more going off of him. You know, um, let's go ahead and get into this past this past weekend. This past weekend, whew, it was some games, both in NFL and college football that a lot of people did not expect to be blowouts or, you know, ups, teams upsetting them. And I'm I'm just going to get it to the nice. Cowboys fans, this is for Cowboys fans in general, this is why everybody else that, you know, are not Cowboys fans kind of hate y'all and not only hate y'all, but like, yeah, y'all haven't done and this is why we say y'all haven't done nothing yet. Y'all haven't won or got past, you know, the first round, second round in the playoffs or make it to the conference finals or actually make it to the Super Bowl. This is why. So you season making, you get the Arizona Cardinals. Now, me being a Seahawks fan, I know for a fact that the Arizona Cardinals are shipping their players away, left and right, you know. And they lost some good talent. Lost some good talent. In my eyes and the rest of everybody else's eyes, the Arizona Cardinals are in a rebuild mode. 
So when, and if you heard the podcast last week, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm going with Cowboys on this one. Why? Because they're a better team. Defensively, offensively, they haven't really shown up. They haven't wowed me, you know. But I'm like, all right, the defense is going to be solid. It's going to be good to go. Go with Dallas. This is why I hate picking y'all. This is why a lot of people hate picking y'all. No one's seen that coming. Y'all got smacked, smacked by a backup QB that word around town was going to be delivering stuff for Amazon. And y'all got smacked by them. Make it make sense. Offense still look out of sync. Granted, I still believe from old school, defense win championships. Your defense ain't show up. You smacked the Giants. You smacked the Jets. And got smacked by a bum team. Wow. Make it make sense. Now, let's go ahead and go into this Denver game. Denver, and here's why I got to come to a former Seahawks player defense. And Russell Wilson. Russell ain't do nothing wrong. Like let, let's let's be for real on that. Russell did not do anything wrong that particular game. Now, anytime a team puts up 70, you hear me right? 70. 70 points. Mind you, it has not been done in the NFL for quite some time. Not only did they put up, and I and I and I'll tell you the last time someone put up seventy plus points was in nineteen sixty six. Yet again, the last time someone put up over seventy points in the NFL. Was 1966. I wasn't even born a thought of. Hell, my daddy wasn't even much born a thought of. It probably was still swimming in my daddy nut sacks. So, well, my grandfather's nut sacks. I call my grandfather my pop. It's like, you know, hey, perfect role model. Um, Not only did the Dolphins break, they came in second with that. And they could have very well, because I think, if I'm not mistaken, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. The most points that was ever put up in the NFL game was 72 points. They had a chance to kick a field goal, and they did not want to kick that field goal. They could have had 73 points and could have broke that long, long record. Just saying. Not only did they do that, but they put up over 700 and 26 total yardage. To zero turnovers. Zero. With 31st, 30, 31st down. This is like something you see in Madden. When you're dominating a team. 
that that's what you see in Madden or you see in college. You don't see this in the NFL. You don't. You really don't. Now, Denver total yards was 363 total yards, three turnovers, 16 first downs. All right. And here's why I say it wasn't Russell Wilson's fault. It wasn't. It really wasn't. <laughs> so, <clears throat> let's look at Russell Wilson's numbers real quick. Let's go over them, shall we? <clears throat> Completion, 23 of 38. Over 306 yards. Average, 8.1. One TD, one interception. One for 12 on sacks, you know. I think it was getting pressured. QBR, 67.2. All right. So, that's one interception. One. One. So, now, like I said, it wasn't Russell's fault. Cortland Sutton. And here goes here goes where the other two turnovers come in at. Because remember, Miami turned the ball over three fucking times. Cortland Sutton, two fumbles. Two fumbles lost. Two. Not Russell's. Not Russell's fault at all. So, like I said, not Russell's fault. And it goes back to Sean Payton. Here it is. Russell Wilson never, never, whether he was in Seattle or Denver. Because last year, we seen the the chaos that it was in Denver last year. Hell, it's more chaos now. Sean, you sat there. Oh, well, this team was a mess last year. You downplayed or talked bad about the the coach that was there last year. You know, you talk saying, hey, Russell, you're not, this is not, I don't need my QB kissing the babies and all this other stuff. Woo, 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 woo. But yet, you and your coaching staff had 70 put up on your head. 70. Now, let's look at Miami. Real quick. So you had Tua, 23 or 26. Mm, solid. And I mean solid rating. Solid passing rating. You know, only missed three. Over 309 yards. Averaging 11.9 per pass. Four TDs. Zero interceptions. Zero sack. QBR 88.7. Damn, they had a perfect rating, passing rating. But that went to Mike White because he was 2 of 2. 67 yards, averaging 33.5 yards with one TD. (laughs) With a perfect QBR rating. Let's look at the rushing attack. Devon, 18 carries, over 203 yards. Averaging 11.3. Two TDs. 
broke one off. Longest one he broke off was 67 yards. Raheem, 13 carries, 82 yards, averaging 6.3, three TDs. Longest was 20. Chris Brooks, nine carries, 66 yards, averaging 7.3 yards per carry. Longest was 52. Mike White, one carry, only one blemish, negative one yard. As a rushing attack whole, 43 carries, over 350 yards, 8.1 yards per carry, 5 TDs, longest one was 67. Now, not a rocket science. That's something that you expect from a running team. Miami's a passing team. Miami's a passing team. And if you disagree, something's wrong with you. Miami is a passing team. So for them to put up over 300, <laughs> over 350 yards on you, on that dome, whew, something is wrong. Did your defense coordinator show up? Didn't look like it. Did your offense coordinator show up? Didn't look like it. Hell, it wasn't even much a game. I, I'll say... This this is a crazy thing. The first the first quarter was a game, fourteen to seven. After that, that second quarter on back was not a game, not a game, and I mean it wasn't a game. It's sad. Now let's go ahead and get to <laughs> this college college game. Now. I'm not shying away from this because I did pick Colorado over Oregon. You know, I did and still feel like Colorado was a better team. Now, even if your team is a better team, sometimes you slip up, you get smacked. Now, I did not expect them to get smacked like that. That was kind of ugly. Uh Kind of wasn't. It was just ugly. It was ugly all together. However, I will say this. I'll still pick them again in that game. That's me just being me. Even if Oregon outplayed them. You can tell that in that game, Oregon, and there's no... (laughs) There's no discrediting them or anything like that. You could tell Oregon, they did their homework. They knew what was what when it came down to that Colorado team. Now, this ain't got nothing to do with them, what I'm getting ready to say. Now we finna see all we done seen this whole time. People riding that Colorado train, that Dion train. Like, oh, I'm getting aboard. Getting the ball, woo woo, toot toot, let's go. We we on that Dion train. Now we getting ready to see. Now that they got smacked, all those people that was on the first three weeks that was on that Colorado bandwagon, are you gonna stay? Are you gonna continuously support them? Because it's easy to support a team when they win it. 
When everything is going right, it's easy to support a team. But when everything is going wrong, it's hard. I still won't switch up on them. I still feel like, and this is me being an Alabama fan. I still think, and I've said this to people, what Dion and them is doing is good. It's a good look. Already he has won in my book. And the reason why I say he has already won in my book, they, this team only had one win last season. One. Coming to this season, no one last season, and I before I go back to this season, last season, nobody was really coming to to Colorado game. Everybody wasn't talking about Colorado. Fast forward to this season. Already three and one. Ticket prices through the roof. You got people that I know personally that are not Colorado fans. But I'm gonna support Dion and the movement that he is making in Colorado. You can't turn on TV without hearing something about Colorado. You can't go on YouTube or any other social media sites without hearing about Colorado and them boys. So, in my book, Dion has won. Whether he lose the rest of the games this season or not. They won in my book. Which Dion did not and I and I respect Dion on this one because he did not shy away. Most people, oh well shit, we got that ass kick. I don't want to do that interview. No. He simply said, Well, we got our ass whooped. You know, that was a good old fashioned ass kicking. But I guarantee it won't happen again. <laughs> Man, let's go ahead and get into this week's college picks. So, first up, we got Utah versus Oregon State. I am going to go with Utah. I really don't, eh, don't want to pick Oregon. Alabama versus Mississippi State. I'm going with Alabama. You already know I'm rolling with the tide. Penn State versus Northern, Northwestern. I'm going with Penn State. USC versus Colorado. With this game, I do feel... Mm, I want to pick Colorado because, for one, you got embarrassed on national TV. And not only did you get embarrassed, but a lot of people is waiting to see how y'all respond. But with Caleb Williams on that other sideline, hmm, that, that's going to be a tough one. I'm going to go with Colorado with an upset. A better part of me is telling me, no, go with USC. But USC defense is not really impressive to me. I'm not really impressed by their defense. And I'm going to tell you why I'm not really impressed by their defense. <clears throat> Let, let's look at the last four games. San Jose State, they won that course 56-28. Nevada, 66-14. Stanford, 56-10. Arizona State, 42-28. I'm not really impressed by that defense. I promise to you I'm not. 
really impressed by the defense. When you look at points against, they're tied for probably like 45th in the nation. Uh, like I said, I'm not really impressed. I'm not really impressed by that defense. I, I promise to you, I'm not. I'm not really impressed. I'm finna pull up USC defensive ranking. Ugh. Hmm. Dun 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 dun. Dun 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 dun. Oh. Honestly, I don't even see if they're if they're ranked. They're ranked very low. Yeah, they're ranked very low. They're they're ranked just above Michigan, Minnesota. I meant, and that that's far away from a top ten defense. I'll say they like in the middle of the pack type defense. So. Like I said, I mean, I'm not really like I said, I'm not really impressed by their defense. I do think USC has that bend but don't break defense. Same thing with Colorado. I do think Colorado has that bend but don't break. But I honestly, I think Shador and them they gonna try to get a lick back because they got ass whooped by <laughs> Oregon. Um, Florida versus Kentucky. I'm gonna go here with Florida for the upset against Kentucky. Kentucky has been on a roll. Georgia versus Auburn. Finally, finally, Georgia has a test. Let's see what they do. Honestly, I'm going with, I'm leaning towards Georgia because I hate the War Eagles, Alabama thing. You know, Michigan versus Nebraska. I'm going to go with Michigan on that. I'm going to have Michigan continue to roll. Uh, Kansas versus Texas. I'm going with Texas. Missouri versus Vanderbilt, Missouri. LSU versus Ole Miss. Um, Ooh, I think Ole Miss is going to come in here with the upset. You know, their hearts got broken last week against Alabama. You know, they thought that this was our year to beat them. No, sit your ass down, fool. Oregon versus Stanford. I'm going to go with Oregon. They're riding at all-time high, and, you know, Stanford is not really eh, that, that good. Oklahoma versus Iowa State. I'm going to go with Oklahoma here. Notre Dame versus Duke. I'm going to go with Notre Dame with a comeback win. You know, they had a hard, hard fought loss last week against Ohio State. And I didn't understand the 10 men on the field. I thought it was supposed to be 11. But hey, you know, to each his own. South Carolina versus Tennessee. I'm going to go with Tennessee on this one. Uh, Washington versus Arizona. I'm going to go with Washington. Nevada versus Fresno State. Going to go with Fresno State. Nevada's really not a good team. And that goes to show with the USC thing. Like, it still remains the same to me. Like, it's, yeah, nah, like, I don't trust USC's <laughs> defense. I really don't. You know, you have played subpar, you know, defenses and, well, offenses and subpar teams. So, yeah, nah. I I really can't trust it. Uh, let's go ahead and get into these NFL picks. Ah, this Sunday kicking off the week four, we have Detroit versus Green Bay. I'm gonna go with Detroit here. Like, yet still, I still don't trust Love. I trust golf more than I trust Love here. 
Now, don't get me wrong, Love has been balling out as of late, but I like Detroit better, you know, in this matchup. Now we have, quote-unquote, the overseas game that's going to come on at 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning. We got Atlanta versus Jacksonville. supposed to be, quote-unquote, in Andy's rooms. If you're watching it on Disney Channel, you know, it's going to be on ESPN Plus for those who has ESPN Plus, and I think it's going to be on ABC if I'm not mistaken. You know, don't quote me on the ABC one. But I'm going to go with Atlanta just because of Bijan and, you know, the, the tight end. <sighs> I want to say Jacksonville, but Jacksonville uh, – Y'all, y'all didn't show me nothing against the Texans, man. Y'all didn't show me nothing with the Texans. Miami versus Buffalo. Whew. This isn't going to surprise y'all. I have Buffalo winning this game. And I get Miami put up over 700 yards of offense. Buffalo's a different type of defense. Now... I will say this, that game is going to come down to the very last, who has the ball last type game. I'm just going to be honest with you on that one. That's what that game is going to come down to. Denver versus Chicago. No one wants to see this, but I'm going to go with Denver. After they get they, after they got their ass whooped, I, I really feel like Denver needs a win. They need a win. But then again... He did give up over 350 yards rushing to a Miami team. Justin Field is kind of looking kind of hungry as far as running the ball. But I'm going to go with Denver, nonetheless. Baltimore versus Cleveland. I'm going to have to go with Cleveland. Cleveland defense. Their defense has been ferocious. And just by every major category that you could think of, Cleveland is ranked number one. Only thing that I have concern when it comes down to Cleveland is a offense. I really don't like it. Ever since Nick Chubbs got hurt that Monday night football game, I don't like it. I really don't. Cincinnati versus Tennessee. I'm going to go with Cincinnati, the Bengals. They got to bounce continuously moving forward they have to bounce and i don't think tennessee really has anything not saying anything in the tank but they're not using d hop in a correct way they're not running mark i mean they're not running i'm gonna say mark henry but they're not running henry right i i don't know what's going on with tennessee this season los angeles rams versus indianapolis i'm gonna go with the rams on this one uh tampa bay versus new orleans i'm gonna go with new orleans on this one i uh, even though Tampa Bay has those weapons, I don't trust Baker Mayfield. I really don't trust Baker. Baker's one of those guys that – it's a vicious cycle. He plays this underdog role of, yeah, we're going we're to get you fired up. We want to win. I want to win. Beats a team that he shouldn't beat. And then, next thing you know, three or four losses. Now, if you look at it, <laughs> this past Monday, Philly took it to him. Philly took it to him. 
And I feel like New Orleans got a running attack that can be sustainable. We'll see. We will see. But I'm going to go with New Orleans. Speaking of Philadelphia, Philly, Philly versus Washington, I'm going to go with Philly. Like I said, that defense for Philly, defense, defense, defense. I can't say this enough. Defense win championships. And when you look at Philly defense, that front fucking seven is ferocious. They got out every team that they have went against this season. That front seven, I don't care if they got some of the sorriest cornerbacks in the league playing back there. You got to get the ball off first. And Sam Howell, you faced a defense that, not saying it was better than Philly, but they, the Bills, they do have a better secondary as of right now because Philly is kind of banged up in that secondary. But off, well, defensive line, <laughs> welcome to the Georgia Dome. Basically, that's what Philly has brought the Georgia Bulldogs to Philly. And Washington, you're going to get a taste of it. Uh, Minnesota versus Carolina. I'm going to go with Minnesota here. Even though Carolina, I do think they're slowly getting stuff in the right, I wouldn't say process, but coming in the right way. I don't think that they're a threat to Minnesota. Hell, I didn't think they was a threat to Seattle. You know, they kind of controlled us within the first, you know, first half. And a lot of that was Seattle's own mistakes, but you know you got to give credit what credit is due because some fact they held us to field goals within the first, you know, first half and a quarter. You know they held us to field goals, so I, I'll give it. I give Carolina that, but they also was nicked up that game too, so they might be even more banged up this game as well. So like that's another reason why I'm going with Minnesota. Uh Pittsburgh versus Houston. Hmm. <laughs> I am going to go with Pittsburgh because of that Pittsburgh defense. Welcome to the NFL, CJ. <laughs> Las Vegas versus Los Angeles Chargers. I'm gonna go with the Chargers. Uh Vegas the the ramp I mean Raiders, uh, I I don't I don't know what to say about them. I I really don't, really really don't. Last week game, I told you know those who listen, you heard me. I did not want to see Vegas versus Pittsburgh. Really didn't. It was an it was an entertaining game, but you know nonetheless, I and the only reason why it was an entertaining game. That's because I needed Devontae Adams to go off in order to have a chance in my fantasy game. So, like, that's the only reason why it was entertaining for me because, hey, feed the ball to Devontae Adams. <laughs> Hopefully they do the same thing this week because I really do need them. Um, New England versus Dallas. I'm, I'm going to have to go with New England. Now, the funny thing is with this game, Dallas is scared that Zeke – is going to give all the play calls and all, you know, the signals and stuff like that to the Patriots defense. Now, if he does, I wouldn't blame him. Why? Because he doesn't owe no loyalty to Dallas. He owe his loyalty 
to New England. So with that being said, hey, give your loyalty to New England. They need it. They deserve it. They signed you. You're a washed up running back as the world sees it. So go ahead. Hey, this is when they do this. Boom. And honestly, let's be real, people. When it comes down to players leaving teams, it happens all the time. So if they're playing a team, guess what? You think they're not going to tell, hey, yo, this is what they like to do. This is the signal on this. This is what this quarterback. Yes, it does happen. Because I guarantee you when last season, when Russell played Seattle, I guarantee you, Russell would say, hey, offensive defense, guys, this is what Seattle likes to do. This is this is what this means. This is what that means. It happens. It happens more than often. So with Dallas coming out, well, we think that Zeke is going to tell, tell the signs and play calls and how we do this and how we do that. Who cares? It happens. It's football. If he wasn't playing, they got Bill Belichick. You really think they need to steal signs? I guarantee you, when he walked in that building and said, hey, I'm going to sign with New England. You didn't think Bill got it then? Hell, Bill got it way before the season started. Cry me a river, Dallas. Arizona versus San Fran. I expect San Fran to beat the dog shit out of Arizona. Just got to be honest. Kansas City versus New York. Honestly, I think the New York Jets defense might wake up, but hey, <laughs> you talking about Pat? <laughs> talking about Mahomes? You really think that <laughs> he ain't gonna spank that ass? And it's prime time too. Whew. They should have flexed that one out. Just saying, give us a different game because we thought we was gonna get <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes versus. No Achilles Rogers. I'm not trying to throw shade at the man, but hey, that's what we that's what we thought we was gonna get. Prime time. MetLife Stadium. That's what we thought we was gonna get. We ain't getting that. <sighs> Sad, but hey. Going with Kansas City on this one. To close out week four, we got another prime time in MetLife Stadium. Seattle versus New York Giants. Football. <laughs> you already know. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I hate picking against my hometown. But, uh, yeah. I'm going with Seattle on this one. Like, yeah, nah. Honestly, Daniel Jones could be Daniel Jones. But uh, I don't think the Giants are all together. Just saying. And we're getting, Seattle's getting players back from injury. Let's have fun, people. Oh, man. This is all I got for this particular episode. You know, hopefully y'all have a blessed day. Whenever y'all decide to listen to this, shout out to my baby girl. She's turning 14 this Friday. Damn. Got a 14-year-old. Shit. Y'all pray for me. Whew. Lord, Lord, Lord. I got a 14-year-old. 
it really just hit me. Her, her birthday is on a t- September 29th. Oh, man. Getting old. But, baby girl, hopefully you enjoy your birthday. You already know me and your mom's got a bunch of different things planned out for you. Some on her end, some on my end. I hopefully you enjoy. Love you. Everybody else, y'all have a blessed week, blessed whatever. Peace.